Friday, everybody. Welcome back once again. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. We're going live from Brooklyn. We're doing things a little different these days. We're in the Zoom stratosphere. Everybody in the world seems to be on Zoom, so why not? We said, fuck it, let's do it too. Before I introduce my guest this week, I'm going to give you the message of the week, which actually comes from my guest. This is from a Twitter post of hers earlier in the week, and it really moved me and really just encapsulates what I think a lot of us are feeling right now. Here it goes. My priority right now is my job because it's funding my life and my dreams. It's also teaching me how to run a successful international business digitally. All my spare time and weekends are devoted to content creation and the side hustle. Yeah. With that, I'd like to introduce hustler Olivia. Rachel, Olivia, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going? Awesome. <laughs> Nice to actually meet you. So this is this whole show today is a little different. We're we're I'm bringing on some people, some connections I made through Twitter that I've actually never met. Uh, <laughs> Olivia is coming to us uh, from Canada via Los Angeles, correct? Yes, yep. <laughs> I'm originally from Canada, but now I'm in California. <laughs> yeah, you're in LA, and and later on in the show, like I said, we're doing things a little differently. I'm going to have another guest on on the the second two portions, and it's a another video guy from Columbus, Ohio, who I also met through Twitter. And uh, yeah, we've never met, but we're about to get it on right now. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. It's been a crazy cool. week, but um, I'm still feeling energized. So. Just, a, <laughs> just a crazy week, not a crazy month. Oh <laughs> crazy my gosh. Month. Right. I, I take it Five week to week. Yeah. True. Yeah. Crazy month. <laughs> yeah. That's year. awesome. Um, what's the, can you kind of describe this scene? You're in Los Angeles, correct? Yep. What's it like there right now? Is, I've talked a lot recently about uh, Brooklyn, and I think everybody is kind of aware nationally what, what's happening in New York City in terms of daily life and, and, and what's going on. How can you describe just briefly? I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think the news is doing enough of it. Uh, what's, what's it like for you in, in L.A. right now? Um, honestly, I think it was a slow start here. Like people just weren't really taking it seriously. But now when I do go out, which is not often, um, I think people are like, taking all precautions. So yeah, it's kind of, uh, you can just, it's kind of intense. <laughs> and <laughs> and what's the business situation like there? I mean, here they shut down almost everything. I mean, I'd say like 80% of businesses are closed here. Is it the same there? Like, can you go yeah. out to a, can you go to a restaurant and sit down at all? No, no. no. it's the same here. Yeah. Just yeah. essential businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. And you pretty much recently moved to to Los Angeles, right, for the job that you're currently doing? Yes, I was in Michigan before this. Um, okay. Yeah. So I actually did live in California the year prior to that. Then I moved back to Michigan and then I came back to California. But um, yeah, it's it's been crazy. This is this was like my dream job. So um, yeah, it's just insane how that happened. And I like, yeah. I posted and you're, a lot about it on Twitter. Yeah, well, that's how I I, I kind of like started following you as you were going across country. And that was okay, what really yeah. captivated me first. You were like, I'm here today. Now I'm here. This is what's happening here. <laughs> it all happened you, in one day, too. I was like, oh, I guess I'm moving to California. Okay. And I decided, it was that day that I just like packed up and left. <laughs> that's so fantastic. And your career so far has pretty much been in TV and video production, correct? Yes, I worked in mainstream uh, television and film in Toronto. I was uh, part of the Directors Guild of Canada. And then um, I transitioned to digital media. Um, Mm -hmm. I just my interest kind of shifted a little bit. And I'm just, you know, I just love digital media. So made that transition and then um, found this job opportunity, just like kept applying, kept hustling. And here we are. (laughs) <laughs> can you can you describe for a moment the differences between your experiences with television and digital and why you like digital more? Honestly, it's the lifestyle. Film is tough. I mean, you're working, um, people say it's a lifestyle, not a job. Mm-hmm. It really is. Right. You're working like minimum 12-hour days, um, sometimes 16 hours. I mean, when you see these actors behind the scenes, you're just like, man, you just, they like, you know, live out of trailers pretty much. You just really... I don't know. It's it's a tough lifestyle. You kind of have to go all in. Whereas with digital media, I feel like it's more flexible. It just kind of aligns with my own lifestyle. Um, I yeah, and I and the thing is, I spend way more time consuming um, digital media and social media over film and television. So really, right. it's just a personal 
Cool. Personal preference. Cool. Yeah. And and what are some of the things that you that you enjoy that are conducive to say your lifestyle or just life in general um, that you experience in digital that just you you find are pros over the uh, the television film lifestyle? I like um, I like watching content and like those real life. I feel like people are media. I mean, not. But, um, I'm more interested in like a real person's life versus a character in a movie or mm-hmm. a TV show. I don't know. I'm just like so fascinated by people. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that kind of draws great. me to the digital world. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of being real. You're just more interested in the real yeah, world. Yeah, I'm like curious about how, right. Like I'm curious about how people think and why they do what they do and how they get to where they are, you know, um, more so than like a movie, I guess. I still like I, I didn't catch that last thing. It broke up just a little bit, but. Oh, um, I said, I still like movies and TV shows, but just, um, yeah, I found myself consuming more, um, you know, what real content, I guess. And, and that's something you put a lot of time into yourself, correct? In terms of uh, when you were, especially when you were traveling across country, you were pretty active in terms of just like rogue video production and, uh, and just kind of like mapping your journey along the way in video form. Right. Which is hard for me to do. I don't know. I went to um, film school and then I worked mm-hmm. in film. So like I get way too, you know, worked up over the production <laughs> values. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That kind of forced me to be like, listen, like people don't care about that. It's, you know, you can have perfect production value if you're, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to focus more on like content I'm sharing, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. I, I'm, you know, I've never studied any kind of film or, or video application. Uh, I was kind of thrust into it once the I started this show, which was less than a year ago. Um, and and I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a perfectionist too. I, my background was in music, and uh, I was a performer and a freelancer for a long time. So I've always brought that into whatever I did, and always wanted like the performance, you know, like you were just talking about with film and, and television. Like I totally understand that because you're like, you're here to give a performance, you know? And, um, a buddy of mine, he's a, he's a, a New York film guy. And, and he kind of pulled me aside when this all started. He was like, don't worry about all that shit. He's like, just get an iPhone, <laughs> you know, get an iPhone and a good mic and then just go, man. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, your personality will shine through. Um, and is that something you would, uh, so true. Is that something you would suggest to people? Because now, I mean, basically everybody became like an overnight video sensation, right? We all like <laughs> had to get on, right. on Zoom calls and everybody's doing like Instagram live and Facebook live and Twitter live. And so we're all of a sudden like these personalities and it's a pretty mixed bag. But would you say that's a good piece of advice for people that are starting to create, uh, especially in video format, just go and like oh, yeah, work with... Just, mm-hmm, yeah, go just... Go for it. Give, it, give us a couple nuggets. Go give us a couple it. little bits. I feel like you can learn a lot based on like, if you pay attention to the people you watch, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like some of the people I watch, I'm like, well, why do I like their content? Do they have perfect lighting? Is it the camera? It's never that, you know, it's just, um, (laughs) I like how raw they are. I like that. They're just showing everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So even with like Gary V, right. Huge fan. And just watching tea with Gary V there's, um, I don't know, just when they were first starting it, sometimes there'd be little tech issues. It's like, no yeah. one cares. I mean, right. <laughs> it's people were just like, that. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and actually on, uh, yeah, I've been so busy lately, which is ironic because most people are not, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm at home, I'm bored. And I'm like, I'm working 70 hour weeks still. Um, and out, not at the house. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in our wine store during the day. I'm at a restaurant at night and other things in between. And um, I, I haven't had a lot of time to keep up on like watching I haven't seen one tea with Gary V. The only one I saw like the little clip that Damon posted that he was on. And I was like, that's my, that's my boy. So I was like, it's cheerleader for that. But that's literally the only clip I saw. But on one of the weekly V's I'm way behind. I, I, but it was the one since they started doing tea with Gary V and they were talking about the technical issues and they brought that up as a point. It was just like, it, it doesn't matter. Like Gary said something like most of us are not George Lucas. We're not making star Wars. We're not like, you don't need all that. It's more about, you know, what what you're actually sharing and inspiring people and getting people kind of pumped up. And like, he's like, this is a hot mess. Like the, the audio is going in and out and everything's like they're used to like a high level of production and it's not happening right, right now. And he's like, don't 
it doesn't matter. Don't give. Yeah, and it's like everyone's favorite show. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. The the viewership is like tremendous. He's got everybody on edge, and they're just like the one day that he canceled, people were like, "Oh, what are we doing?" (laughs) You know, people were like crying in the street. Um, And you, so you've also got on. Like, talk about some of your side projects. Uh, You, what is what is Maze Media? Ah, that's my digital uh, media company that I'm building. Yeah. <laughs> and the um, veil has been lifted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I have like so much going on. And sometimes I try hard not to judge myself because I'm like, man, I'm just like not spending enough time doing this, this, this. And then I don't know. I was listening to one eight, one of um Gary's podcasts the other day where he was like talking about stop um stop being like so hard on yourself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you can only do so much. Um, yep. But yeah, that's, that's one of my side hustles. There's, I guess there's not that many, but um super passionate about that. I, my job right now though, is my pri- priority. Like I said, in that tweet that you mentioned, um, just because it's teaching me so much about business. I love the way yep. they run their company. It's phenomenal. Um, learning a lot. So I'm just trying to absorb all that knowledge and work really hard there and then take, you know, eventually get to that. I think people are like uh, impatient or um, rushed and like I'm saying people, but that, you know, I'm like that too. Um, But this is one of the first times in my life where it's like, it's okay. Like just take your time with that. And like, (laughs) you know, well, we're kind of being forced to do that right now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is which I think is great. I mean, I agree that a lot of people are super impatient, and people, especially in business, they're like, "I want the money, and I want the money now." And like for small business, it doesn't really work that way. You get the money no. like way, way, way later, um, and and it it requires just like the utmost patience. Um, and when you're, you know, for myself, mine is actually in a physical, you know, community and space. Where there's a lot of accountability. Um, but I think the same is true of the digital space and that people need to kind of start to treat it that way. And I, I understand there's a lot of young people that are, are kind of the foundation of that industry right now that maybe haven't been entrenched in like a physical community to experience that. But boy, I think that would go a long, long way if people were just more patient and treated it like, like a brick and mortar business the the, right. the level of engagement would probably go way way up i feel like that stems from like motivation too i feel like if people are like super focused on just monetizing it and making money it'll just mm-hmm. lead to disappointment you know like i mm-hmm. never ever think of that everything i do is like based on passion or i i don't know i'm just not capable of doing something that i'm not excited about so like money maybe i don't know if that's a bad thing it is like the last thing i think about you know i don't know no i mean it's the same for me to you know i I get criticized for it sometimes but right now people are like oh no that was a good move good good move (laughs) because right now nobody's making we're not making much money but exactly right so just focus on building the brand and yeah the audience and then um yeah very cool all right. Well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back in about one minute. All right. Uh, just hang tight, and we'll do another segment. Okay. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. 
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. everybody welcome back once again you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox here with my guest olivia rachel she's zooming in live from los angeles and it's actually what it's like 9 15 in the morning for you there yes yep Woo! <laughs> right at, <laughs> nice and and early. To, yeah and you have to hop right into to your work day yeah that's right after this Mm-hmm. So can you tell us uh, just briefly a little bit about what your workday looks like right now? Because you just moved here, you started your job, and then all of a sudden it was like, we're going to switch gears and you're you're like working from home right now, right? How does that work right. in the context of, of like television and video production? Yeah, it's different. There's a lot, I, you know, honestly, I thought there'd be more freedom but um i feel i find myself working a lot you know they're watching and I, you <laughs> right they're always like why are you working at 11 like you shouldn't yeah. be you know but um yeah i i still like it though just because it's more i don't know i like um i learned i just i realized this about myself i'm very um like sensitive to environments i like kind of controlling my own environment so it's cool that I can just work from the comfort of my own home or like if Mm -hmm. I wanted to travel if I could at this time um it'd be cool to be able to work and you know do that I like flexibility and freedom yeah that's like Mm -hmm. something I really value so with film I felt uh you're just like trapped in a studio you know or like overnight shoot and that (laughs) that was one of the things I was I was trying to pull out of you with the the digital side versus because you that's there's oh. it's much more there's a it, the, the schedule is m- much more liberal right and you can kind of you can do things on the fly a lot of it is like street scenes and it's just like your world and what's happening right versus this very curated uh kind of scenario where you're when you're on film and television when you're working digital it's just like there are no rules we do what we want right and then if you have other things going on like other side hustles you can you know it's just way easier to manage and balance everything whereas with film you're working 12 14 16 hour days on set so when you go home or on weekends they call them fratter days in the industry because your friday (laughs) turns into a saturday Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah i like this uh just because it gives me more sounds like it sounds like the restaurant industry (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yep similar yeah. i've been working eight day weeks for like 10 years <laughs> wow but that's so um, cool that you can just shoot something like this you know wherever as well and yeah kind of it gives you that flexibility too so. well the crazy part again i just got catapulted into this i was not involved in anything digital anything uh in terms of film i mean i was a music guy but we were like we were analog i mean i first learned to record on literally like reel to reel um and, and then I got into the food industry. Um, so this is all like kind of brand new for me. And the timing couldn't have been better. I mean, literally, when this all went down, I was maybe six months into playing with this and just being like, I don't know, let's see what happens. And it was like, snap. Oh, now it's it's necessary, you know. Um, so that's a great segue because I wanted I wanted you to talk about that in the context of what's happening in your world, but also in terms of uh you know, social media and, and, and digital marketing, which seems to be something that, that you kind of have on the back burner. It's certainly something I'm very interested in as well. Um, so the, 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 the shutdown of everything, what were the biggest changes that it, it did to your, your job? Like your, your nine to five, <laughs> your, your nine to 11. What were the biggest changes? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think it, it, hmm. I think it, I have more time now because like I'm not working in an office so it actually yeah. affected me in a positive way um, Good. I know, like there's so much you know it's a sad obviously a sad situation that's going sure. on but um, um, personally it's just given me more time because now I don't have commute you know I don't mm-hmm. have commute time I don't um, yeah I just 
um, any, when I take like breaks and stuff like that, I can just work on my own thing. Um, so I'm kind of taking advantage do, of that. Do a radio show. It's <laughs> yeah. like doing pop-up right <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I have like my work computer right next to me. It's kind of just keep it. Great. That's awesome. And then in terms of your forecast for being able to execute on something like a digital media company going forward, what do you see? I mean, you seem to be to be a good finder, you know, you're, you've uh, just based off of what I've read, you know, through your bio and some of your posts, like you, you've traveled a lot, you've been around, um, you, you have a lot of confidence. It, it came up the other day. You're not afraid. <laughs> I love it. You were just like, why are people so fucking scared of this shit? And like, I, I encounter that all the time because I just like, I'm the type of person. Someone's like, Hey, you want to try this business? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. You know, and like just throw money at it and not worry about it. People are like, That's amazing. Like, whatever. <laughs> You know, but it's the same thing. It's just like hopping in your car and driving across cross country by yourself and just be like, I'm going to move to LA and just figure this out. It was the same when I moved to New York, you know, whatever, 20 yeah. years ago. It's just like, I'm going to go and people are like, you're nuts. And I was like, yeah, bye bye. Um, not everybody's built that way. So you seem to be somebody, one, that's just confident, but you're also, you're, you're, you're looking for the good. You're looking for opportunity. Not, it doesn't seem like at somebody else's detriment. Obviously, this is a terrible situation and a lot of, a lot of people will suffer. I think two things about this situation. One, that a lot of shitty businesses are going to go away. Like basically if you were just like a bad person, bye-bye. Yes. You don't want to see it anymore. And, and you're not going to service back because it was too much work to be just a bad person. You probably weren't providing a good service. The unfortunate part is too, that it's going to take some good businesses. And obviously we've lost lives of, of good people as well. But, but there, there is some sort of opportunity there. Um, and you seem to be somebody that's like, I'm going to find that. I'm going to just like, not to exploit, but just like, what else are we going to do? Sit here and scratch our heads. So what do you see? What do you see as some potential opportunities on the digital marketing front? You know, in particular, you know, using video uh, to communicate uh, in the, in the near future. What are some, what are some opportunities you're hoping to come up, especially for your own, you know, your own endeavor? I think, um, um, I think this is, helping people become more raw and open online. So I think that could lead to a lot of things, you know, cause I don't know. I just feel like the way things are going, people are becoming more vulnerable online and raw and real. So um, I think it can help build an audience and a brand just because you can actually connect and relate uh, to people. So I think that's, I would say that's like the number one thing. Um, is that is that kind of the premise of what you hope to build your media company around is is helping people communicate their message in that really raw kind of vulnerable format? No, actually. Oh, yeah. So do, do tell. <laughs> yeah. Do tell. I'm curious because again, this yeah. is something I'm I'm interested in and I'm trying to figure out like what other people are, what, you know, what to do, what not to do. So on the so right. Forth. Yeah. What, what's kind of your angle in terms of your digital, the, your digital media aspirations? Right. I'm so I'm like a very aesthetic person, which is um, which I kind of I hate because then that like causes you to be a perfectionist at the same time. But I I'm like, that's OK. Like, that's who you are. So, OK, cool. You're you like simplicity and you kind of like, you know, I like I don't know. I am actually um, going into luxury branding. So oh, okay. I like, yeah, so <laughs> different than that. Um, yeah, so that's nice. kind of where, yeah, that's one of my my passions too. I just like, um, I like that world in terms, like in a market, from a marketing mm -hmm. perspective. No, that's great. I mean, you have to have something. So that that makes this question even more interesting because a lot of those brands, are they've got a big for like, Am I going to have a job? Am I going to have money? Can I pay my mortgage? Can I pay my rent? So how does a luxury brand fit into the current landscape? And what does marketing, like what are some of the brands that you would, if, if you had your choice right now to like market a brand who like name a couple that you would, you would be like, I, this is who I wanted. Like a dream brand. Um, Ooh, yeah. well, I have, I have no, I've worked with, um, I've done marketing, luxury marketing before, and I've worked with small up and coming, mm -hmm. uh, little brands that like, you know, George watches and T mine stuff like that, that are going that road. I mean, there's dream brands, like anything under the LVMH umbrella, right? Like Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. Mm -hmm. um, right. there's a ton over there, but I, I think for me that I'm not really 
you know, looking to go in that direction right away. But like, um, yeah, I like finding small up and coming startups and stuff like that. And just, uh, yeah. Marketing so that them. that's where you would make your focus initially would be like, uh, like, I don't know what it's like in LA, but around here, they're just like, everybody makes everything. And, and a lot of them do it right. on the luxury side. You know, there's just like so many little, like, there's a lot of manufacturing that's happening here. A lot of abandoned industrial spaces that became something else. And now they're going back to industrial, but in, in this kind of luxury brand uh, sense. So you would seek out some brands like that, that you, you found some kind of alignment with and you would want to uh, yes. work on their digital I, promotions. I think, um, I like how you mentioned, um, the whole story thing. I think that I, there's a way that I can, you know, find a company like that and mm-hmm. find something that aligns with my own personal values and kind of use that too to market. So that would be, that's an interesting, um, yeah, that'd be an interesting thing to do. Right. I mean, sure. I think it's important, especially if you're, if you're, it, it would be, is the premise of the media company specifically digital marketing, like uh, through social media? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems appropriate, like, especially now there's undivided attention in terms of people want to be entertained. People are spending a lot more time consuming, especially content. Um, and uh, it, it seems like there's a captive audience and, and being able to tell a little bit of a story, especially with your right. television and, and film background. I mean, I think a, there has to be some, right. It's like, if you want to play in a band and you have absolutely no experience and you come out, <laughs> people are going to be like, I don't know, you're cool, but that's, that's not okay. You know? So having that, exactly, little, yeah. that bit of experience and, and the ability to curate to an extent seems like it would benefit you greatly uh, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, you might end up having to make a few trips out here then once you get this ground. <laughs> um, and you have, uh, we've just got a couple more minutes in this segment. Do you have a, do you have a timeline on your, on your company? Or are you just kind of riding the, riding the bull um, right now and seeing where it goes? Yeah, I kind of have a, I just, I have my business plan, right? With just the order of things I want to do, you know, mm-hmm. which also like trademarking and then building a site and stuff like that. So that's kind of where, where I'm starting. Um, and then I got really clear on my vision and my, you know, my tar- my own target audience for what companies I want to work for. Um, a timeline. I'm hoping uh, this year for sure. I kind of, I didn't, wasn't expecting it to happen so quickly. And then Sorry, I lost you for a second there again. You still there? It looks like we closed. <laughs> you there? I'm here. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Did it, to- I don't know if it cut me off. <laughs> it's probably recording. It's probably just in the transfer. That's part of the uh, the current technical situation. Gary would be like, fuck it, man. Just keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to have to wrap up this second this segment. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for, for sharing and giving me uh, giving everybody all that insight. I wish you the best of luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy for sure. Um, and I, I look forward to you know, staying in contact in the future and uh, maybe doing this again sometime once uh, things kind of settle down. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. When we come back, we're going to be hearing from Zane Campbell. You're listening to The Entrepreneur Web. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? 
I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Everybody, welcome back once again. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. And now we switch gears, which is kind of appropriate because my next guest is actually a race car driver. So we're bringing in live from Columbus, Ohio, Zane Campbell. Zane, how you doing? I am doing good, man. How about yourself? Really great, man. Really great. I got to say the weather's nice. Things seem to be getting a little bit better here in New York City. How are things in Columbus? What's the, what's the scene on the street like? Well, you know, it's not too bad. Um, currently, uh, it's about 40 degrees and really, really overcast. The last couple of days with weather have been awful. Um, it snowed two days ago, and the week before that, it was 82 degrees and sun. Uh, so, you know, that's <laughs> terrible. Um, other than that, um, as far as, like, you know, COVID and everything goes, yeah. honestly, it, it, it's 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 less populated, but for some reason, there still seems to be kind of a lot of people out. Um, I'm out door dashing almost every day and I still mm-hmm. see a ton of people out in the roads. So it's kind of weird in that sense. I don't really see honestly like a ton of change. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of how things are going over here with that. Uh, I think uh, May 1st, they talked about reopening some of the businesses here in Columbus. So it looks okay. like that's kind of our time schedule. So I guess things must be getting a little bit better. <laughs> And and what what is what has happened kind of to the business community? Like, uh, can you can you go to like a movie? Can you go to like a restaurant? No. Or is this all it's all shut down? Every single thing is shut down. The only thing that's not shut down uh, like permanently is just takeout orders, um, grocery yeah. stores, and takeout. That's it. Everything else is completely shut down. Um, most other there are some restaurants though that are just completely closed just because they're not doing the profits. Yeah. Of course. Um, I know a weird thing, like my girl and I would go to Starbucks almost daily and there's only, there's, there's probably 20 Starbucks around here and there's like two open and they yeah. both, one closes at like two and the other one's closes at like four. So it's, that's like Starbucks seeing that effect is like really crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and of course, right. <laughs> you go and you, you can't go inside. So it's only mm-hmm. drive through. So you're mm-hmm. sitting there for 35 minutes, just trying to get your mocha frappuccino you know, along with everybody else trying to get there. Man, y'all got to learn location. to make coffee at home, man. That's too long. No way. <laughs> do it. Every morning I'll make coffee on my own. But when I go out and like, um, like when I go out to like DoorDash and I just want some yeah. coffee, I'll typically sure. make it at home, but then I go through it. And then by that point, I'm just like, all right, time to stop. And she gets, my girl gets coffee every single day. Cause if not, she gets a headache and she can only oh, have Starbucks cause that's like all she likes. So Starbucks <laughs> is kind of where we end up. <laughs> all right. You're a slave to Starbucks. <laughs> Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> what was I going to, there was something else I was going to ask. Oh, what's, what's the situation with uh, the only reason I asked this particularly of you, because I remember um, uh, you posted something about driving to like Kentucky to get some bourbon or something like that. Yeah. What are, what are alcohol sales like in, in Ohio? I, what, like in, in terms of the state, is it state stores? Is it private stores? It, it It's, they have their state stores. Um, like the only thing that's open really at all in the sense of getting alcohol is um, you have gas stations, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and like giant Eagle, other than that, everything shut down, all the distilleries, everything like that. I, I, that was the first time I actually went to Kentucky for bourbon. I just went with that, yeah. go with some friends. 
Yeah. Uh, but luckily they have this huge stash, so they're all good. I've got one bottle, but that's good for me for now. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm just say that. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, 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 uh, I've been drinking a little bit more Coors Light than usual, so that, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are the state stores closed, though? Can you buy? Yes. They, yeah, are they are, completely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I only ask because I also have a, uh, a wine and spirit store here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's small. It's, you know, like the, the shopping floor is about 500 square feet. It's tiny. Um, mm-hmm. But we have a lot of a lot of product in there. But uh, th- that was the, one of the big questions in New York was like, are they going to make liquor stores closed? Right. People were like, I, was, I think the state was like, they could stay open because they, they didn't want to riot. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, absolutely. Riot. For sure. And I know that's happened like in Pennsylvania where, you know, all that's their mm. only location. Yeah. And a lot of those stores closed and then people got mad. And I think they reopened them there because of that. Oh, okay. so, yeah, so here, I, I believe that's what happened here. Everything is private. It's not state controlled stores. It's all just like independent, uh, you know, just mom and pop shops for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we were able to stay open, which was fantastic because it was, a, you know, that was our most consistent stream of income all along. Like I've got a restaurant too, which I'm sitting in right now, but restaurants are not consistent streams of income <laughs> in any right. circumstance. Right. But, um, absolutely. But, but the wine store has been, and, um, a lot of places just decided to close. You know, they were just out of fear or whatever. Yeah, or, for sure. I'm, I'm not sure. There's so many small operations here where it's like two and three person teams. That's like not mm-hmm. uncommon in, in New York City. Um, that if like one one or two of them get sick, that's it. You're, I mean, you can't operate. There's not like, you don't get to train yeah, other people. You absolutely. have no other support staff. So I'm curious about, because so many places have closed here in addition to, to restaurants as well. Just some restaurants are just like, nope. Like they tried to do takeout for like two or three days and they're like, nah, I'm out of here, man. I'm not doing it at all. I, I've seen a few places do that for sure. Especially like yeah. the local Tim Hortons here has done that even. Timmy Hose. So I went to school yeah. in Buffalo. I'm very familiar okay. with, uh, with with your weather, <laughs> yeah. which is which is why I left, and and Tim Hortons, which is another reason why I left. Oh no, <laughs> uh, I've been making my own. Co- I owned a coffee shop for a while too. I've been making my own okay. coffee at home for over 20 years. I'm a freak that's, about it. Like I'm the opposite. Best. I'm like nobody else can make my coffee. Only me. Um, I, I definitely do both. I buy my like I'll buy beans and I'll grind them up here. Oh, but cool. I just put yeah. everything through the curing. I mean that's that's me. <laughs> no man, I got I got like a four thousand dollar espresso setup at home. I don't Holy know, crap! Wow. Well, when I closed my shop, I I had this and it was literally the shop was in my backyard. Like I walked out of my apartment. And the store was next door. So every morning I just got up and walked and made coffee on a, you know, $10,000 machine. And I got, Damn, that's spoiled. <laughs> you know, and I yeah, was like, so. so when I, I sold the coffee shop in 2017 and I was like, yeah, but I still need that great coffee. So I just bought a really dope home unit and, and hey, that's, that's the it. way to but go. But I need it, man. For everything I do, I can't be, I can't be like drinking like slouch coffee. It's gotta be the real stuff. Yeah, so. I feel you. Absolutely. No, I totally get that. It's like for me in the morning when I get up and I start my work, um, the first thing I do is coffee, whether, mm. you know, oh, yeah. it's always made from home early in the morning, you know, five, six in the morning. It's always made from yeah, home. You were up early uh, today. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to get back on a routine because with yeah. quarantine and everything, I've been kind of sleeping in later and I haven't been as productive. Like the best time for me to get work done is from like 5 a.m. to like 8 a.m. And yeah. that's typically where I'm most productive. So I've been doing that recently, getting back into that. So yeah, it's, it's been it's been enjoyable. Good for you. Good for you. Did you did you happen to catch the message of the week at the beginning of the show? Were you listening? I did not. No, I, okay. I did not. I was actually a giant eagle. <laughs> no, no, no problem. I wanna I wanna share it again because it's it's from the first guest who also is a connection I made through Twitter, and this is from one of her tweets earlier in the week. But you just said something that really, it it it, it, it I. Both of you kind of stood out to me in this regard. So I'm just going to read it one more time for you and anybody else that wasn't listening. So what she said was, my priority right now is my job because it's funding my life and my dreams. It's also teaching me how to run a successful international business digitally. All my spare time and weekends are devoted to content creation and side hustles. And it seems to me like you're kind of following the same path. You've not given up. You're like, I'm going to maintain my routine. I'm going to go get it. I will sacrifice what I need to. And like, we're we're hiring a lot of DoorDash guys right now between the restaurant and the mm-hmm. wine store because everything is gone. The restaurant's 100% delivery and, and takeout. The wine store is probably like 50-50 now. The storefront is still open, so you can still walk inside. We okay. only allow three people in at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, the the delivery, we we did it already. We were already on some apps, and we did our own like internal. We had one driver 
on, you know, that was just on our payroll that we yeah. send out for all of our stuff. We have three drivers a night sometimes okay. now. And then all during right. the day, we just summon DoorDash guys yeah, and they come sure. and like, bro, they're making some bread. Like it's, it's, it's really, really good right now. Um, right. You know, this is the first time in about two and a half years. Like I've always had more than one stream of income for the last right. hundred years since I've started both my businesses between my racing business and my video, pro- my video production business. Those have been like two incomes. And then DoorDash was always kind of like just a side, like extra money. Um, but right now with everything being shut down and closed, both of my businesses are on hold. Um, yeah. so that just leaves DoorDash. But I mean, last night, perfect example, I went at two hours and made 65 bucks in two hours last night. I mean, you know, you, you're easily pulling 120, 130 a day for a good six, yeah. seven hour a day. And it's so right. easy, and especially now with, you know, the way everything's practically delivery. So it's really effective right now. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your two businesses. We're going to take a break in maybe like five minutes. Uh, so in that time period, give us a little breakdown of of your background and, and what your businesses are and what you've been doing for the last few years. Yeah, sure. So uh, make a long story short, I ended up um, after a few jobs bouncing around, I kind of got like a what I thought would be like a career job type deal. Um, I ended up running two do- or three domino stores um, around central Ohio, did that for two and a half years. Um, I, I did enjoy it and that's what kind of got my feet wet on business, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of miserable when it came to hours at the time I was like 2021 20, is working 90 plus hours a week. Yeah. And you know, as 21 year old, what good's money if you can't even you know do anything with it. So to that's invest when I started, that shit. <laughs> well, as, absolutely. You're not wrong about that. And of course I do that now. But I was the same time, though. At, at your age, yeah. I was doing the same thing and I blew it yeah. all. <laughs> just totally at, blew at, it all. <laughs> at that time, it was like, there's there's nothing for me really to do. It's just like, wake up, go to work. I mean, I was getting in at 4 a.m. and not leaving till 3, 3 a.m. the following day. I would sleep mm-hmm. in my office. I'd sleep in the walk-in cooler. Yep. So that's kind of it. I started to get into Gary Vee. I decided, you know what? Heck with this. Um, I got really upset one day with like the way that I was ha- a situation was handled. And I just said, you know, hell with it. Um, put in two weeks. I said, I'm leaving, um, ended up doing, um, starting immediately right off the bat was my racing business. Uh, bought a car, put a whole bunch of money into it, turned it into like a race car. Um, got my racing license, bought a truck trailer, started racing all across the country. Um, it was phenomenal. It was incredible. And it was very, 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 very expensive. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. near the near the end of that, um, the, the race season two years ago, I was like, okay, I've got to find another income here because I'm like just draining all of my money. I mean, it was very just so. I mean, you you do one race, you're spending three grand on repairs and then track yeah. costs and insurance and diesel fuel and all that. So. Um, that's when you I should open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. You got all you got all the qualities, man. <laughs> You're a sucker for punishment. You like food. You know how to drive. That's it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then following that, that's when I started video. And at the time, mm-hmm. I really didn't know too much about it. But I decided, like the last couple months of racing, I knew that I needed something else. I wanted to do video, so I spent all my free time when I wasn't on the track or wasn't traveling on YouTube, learning how to edit videos and make videos. So like when I was at a hotel, I was doing video work. When I was sitting in my truck, sleeping in my truck, I was doing video work. Whenever I wasn't right, doing cars, I was doing that. Learned a whole bunch, started to make some videos, got pretty good, really quick. Well, not really quick, but quite quickly for what you know you expect. Right. Um, putting in long hours, of course. And then, yeah, I, I started the video business. I started to get clients and then videos turned into clients with marketing, digital marketing, you know, um, graphic design, website building, all sorts of stuff like that. And then of course with racing, pair those together with my personal brand, like YouTube, blog, podcast, stuff like that. And that's kind of where I'm at today. That's really awesome, man. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that. We are going to take a quick break and I want to pick back up on what you were just talking about with, uh, your spare time and learning this process and just going with the, with the video. All right. We'll be back in just a few, everybody listening to the entrepreneurial web. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media... 
My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. everybody welcome back once again you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox here with my guest zane campbell zooming in from columbus ohio <laughs> it's a very like now we're yeah, zooming. It's a, it's a good <laughs> zooming in he got here quick too because he's a race car driver <laughs> <laughs> so just just to catch everybody back up uh you started a race car driving business you were a race car driver you ever have any bad accidents yeah a few uh luckily they haven't really i haven't had too many with i've only had two with my actual personal car uh, and luckily they weren't really bad in the sense of right. i mean i got hit hit nudged yeah. a little bit did a little bit of damage but a little, little bump and grind all right yeah, exactly. i do, I do jujitsu i know a little about that <laughs> oh okay <laughs> not in a car though <laughs> right that'd be kind of hard that'd be that'd be crazy yeah Wow. So, all right. Well, glad that, that you're safe from all that. Yeah. Now there's, now there's bigger challenges. So yeah, you I scare my mom to death every time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. So you started a racing business and in your free time, YouTube university figured out how to Absolutely. do some video production. Um, and that turned into marketing opportunities. Give mm-hmm. us a little bit, the, tell us like how that process started for you. Uh, you know, from the the point of view, like figuring out, okay, I can make some video. How did people, did you go out and seek clients or were people like, wow, this is really good. You did a good job of that. Can you do something like that for me? What was the scenario like? Yeah. So basically the whole thing that started everything, I, I kind of forgot to mention in the last segment was happiness over money. Yep. Uh, my That's my whole thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd rather go all in on my passions and be happy as hell and make a hundred million dollars a year and be miserable. So this I knew is something that I wanted to do. So upon doing this video work, I had no idea how it was going to go. But one thing that I've always remained true to is the process, you know, the process of putting in the work and trusting the results. And that's why I have this tattoo here, trust the process, because that's, that's my, my daily reminder to myself. So Mm. pretty much um, once I started to get good at it, I just started to literally make YouTube content with everything I did. Um, racing, of course, I was traveling a ton. So I had so much content that I I didn't really know where to begin other than I just picked up my camera. I I started with some GoPros and my phone, which is today still what I use. Yeah. Um, and I just started filming stuff and I just got, you kind of got better at it and kind of got understanding more of it for, or more understanding for it. And from there, I really started to use social media to kind of push that. So I'd run some Facebook ads, Instagram ads, I'd get on Twitter and search hashtags of those people who are looking for video production. Um, also, another thing I did was I created like a little portfolio. Um, there was one online. There was also one on paper. And I would go into, I would search some businesses around the area and I'd literally just walk into businesses and try to find clients, um, tell them mm-hmm. what I would do, you know, and kind of go off of that. I do a lot of research beforehand. Um, especially looking at re- restaurants, restaurants were something I did a lot of with real estate. Um, real estate was obviously big as well and yeah. car dealerships. And I would just go to their social media and without being rude, I'd be like, listen, like, you know, video is a huge part of product or marketing here in 2019 at the time, 2019, 2020. 
And it's like, you have no video at all. We can take something like, you know, this, and I give them an example and turn it into something like this. And I would do some like small, small work, like two to three minute work just to throw together to show them something and get an idea. And they would love it. And then from there, you know, it transitioned into starting to get clients and then clients, you know, turned into repeat clients and mm-hmm. kind of building from there. Um, currently I've got just a couple, but they're all currently shut down. Obviously I do work with a racing business currently, which is cool. Um, but I really enjoy working with real estate. Real estate is something that I've always enjoyed. And as I get older and I get more money, I want to invest in real estate. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that's something that I was really passionate about was working with real estate people and being able, I had an opportunity last year to be able to go to Beverly Hills and shoot a $50 million mansion, which was featured on million dollar listing. Whoa. And that was an insane event. They had a massive party, uh, celebrities, movie stars, everybody. I mean, it's across the street from Usher or uh, P Diddy's house. You had Justin Bieber down the street. You had the playboy mansion across the street there. So it was a crazy event and I was able to shoot that. I spent about seven days out there shooting this whole thing and put it together. And that was kind of like the highlight moment for me. And I yeah. knew like I really wanted to continue doing work like this. So I was able to really, I was able to use that video and leverage it for a lot of future work that here we are today with. Great. So tell us a, a, about today. <laughs> what happened in the last four weeks? Where'd everybody go? Yeah. So pretty much, Everyone that I was working with just is shut down. Um, I mean, I'm working with racing company, which they're, they build cars and they race cars. We were supposed to travel and go to a track event and do some video editing or video production on that. That got canceled. Um, I'm working with an Olympic gymnast coach who was the coach of Gabby Douglas. Um, also a little bit with Corey G, Corey G Fitness. I don't know if you know Corey G. He's, a, he's no, um, like first name basis with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Uh, they're like really, really close. Um, but literally, since everything's been shut down, they're unable to do anything. And mm-hmm. with the whole social distancing, you know, it's best just to take a seat, take a back seat to everything, wait till it finishes up. Um, but actually, this reminds me, I'm, I'm really excited for an opportunity that I just got. Um, I got an email about two weeks ago, three weeks ago from a another guy named Zane, which is weird, out in um, Santa Monica. And he's working, he works uh, with casting agents and stuff like that. And they wanted to feature me in a documentary coming up, um, which of course everything was set up good to go. And then COVID happened. So like they're delaying it. So once COVID's over, I'll be traveling back out to Santa Monica to shoot a documentary, which I'm pretty excited to do as well. And I'll be definitely making a video on that and putting something like that. Yeah, that's great. So I was going to actually mention that like now it seems like a good time to self promote, like really Mm -hmm. go hard on personal brand because you're not, you want to keep your, your skills sharp. Um, and, and just create awareness like at the restaurant, uh, you know, I mean, sales are so down. It's just like, we're dangling by a thread every day, but it doesn't matter. I'm just taking every opportunity and literally walking around with my phone. The great thing that happened, uh, just this past week is that, um, it, it turns out that a lot of the hospital cafeterias are closed. So there's like these hospital workers are working double time, you know, they're, they're pulling people from all over the country and they can't feed them. There's no, like nowhere to get food. I mean, it's Brooklyn, so you can go outside, but they're just working so much. They don't even get breaks. Mm -hmm. So somebody started to go fund me to collect donations and they started to take those donations and patronize the restaurants that were still open to deliver meals to the hospitals. That's cool. Mushroomed and like completely mushroomed like in a few days. So, uh, some opportunities like that have come up in, in my restaurant. We delivered just Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We delivered 325 lunches to hospitals That's right awesome. here. Awesome! Congratulations! And, and you know, we get paid for it. It's not like what right. we're used to, but it doesn't matter. It's money, and we were like, yes, and it Absolutely. felt good too. Um, but just I just documented the whole thing. Like, just I made TikToks and I did like all Absolutely. kinds of just on my phone, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I felt like you know I can't. We can't do what we normally did, you know, in terms of our, mm-hmm. our promotions. And I, I pretty much mm-hmm. have overseen all of that thus far. It's mm-hmm. just been me kind of doing the social media for all the businesses. And, and same with me. I had no, just like nine months ago, I didn't know anything about how to make a video. You know, yeah. I had a, a like an iPhone 7, <laughs> just like cracked, <laughs> and like, you know, and, and a, I have you a gotta few have, friends. Use what you have. Yeah, but this was like really bad. But I have a few friends that are in video production here in New York. And they were like, listen, just invest a little bit. It'll make Mm -hmm. a big difference in what you're doing. And I did. And I was like, okay. And then like weeks later, I was invited to host a show, you know, the the one that we're doing right now. And then it was Mm -hmm. just like being put in a catapult and just like, and then all of a sudden (laughs) I'm like editing video and like 
advising on editing video. I was even asked to be second camera Crazy on a commercial. For, for, it was oh, wow. a real estate thing. And I was just like, no, no, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, no, you're doing fine. Just, I was like, oh, so it's something I'm, I'm super interested oh, in funny. as well. You know, something that I did, the, the, the uh, lady that was on at the first portion, she's like actually starting a digital media company. It's something I've, mm-hmm. I've thought about recently. Like, oh, this might be a good move. Um, and, and, you know, now just offering some advice to other people because it seems like everybody's an overnight video sensation right now, right? <laughs> like yeah. everybody's stuck at home and they're just like, well, we've got to do this. So before, before we wrap up, can you, can you give maybe a couple tips that you picked up, especially coming, like she actually studied film, but you, you're more like me and just like kind of figured it out on your own, just a couple tips that really helped you in your, in your content production that you found valuable over the, uh, over the, the last year or so. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think ultimately, as as cliche as it is, I think the most important thing is you just got to do it. Uh, practice, yeah. practice, practice. And Absolutely. especially when it comes to being on camera, you know, a lot of people are camera shy. A lot of people hate to talk to the camera. Luckily, that's something that I've always been good at. I mean, I don't really even think about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I, I don't know how um, really you can get better at it other than just keep practicing <laughs> and, you know, shoot anything. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have, you know, a specific shoot to, you know, you don't have to have this Hollywood shoot to go out and do. Yeah. Just, you know, walk outside. Like the other day, I was so bored. I literally made a video of me walking to the mailbox <laughs> because I because I can. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, shoot. And people, one of the things that I found is people will love you for you. You know, be authentic, mm-hmm. be truthful be exactly who you want to be. And people will, you know, come to you because they like you as a person, not because you're trying to act like somebody else. So I think at the end of the day, as long as you are being truly yourself, being authentic, opening up about what's going on in your life, but yet putting in the work and the time to be able to shoot whatever it is and just keep editing and editing and editing and editing. And there's a lot of times when I would shoot, you know, five, six hours of video and I'd make like five separate videos all with the same footage just so I could learn different editing processes. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it comes down to. Awesome. That's fantastic, man. I couldn't have asked for more. You really did a great job. Bang that one out. So where can people find out, uh, you know, get information on you or contact you? We got to wrap it up here. If they, if they're interested in learning more about the process or, or actually hiring you for some uh, video production. Yeah, sure. So my email is pretty simple. It's zcompanymedia at gmail.com. I can be reached there for anything, video work, um, anything of the such. And the social media, Instagram, Twitter is Zane, Z-A-N-E, C, Campbell, like Campbell Soup. And that's the same thing (laughs) pretty much across all of my social platforms. If you go to Instagram or Twitter, I do have a link tree. If you click on that link tree, it links you to my website, my podcast, my blog. Every possible thing you could have is on there, LinkedIn, everything like that. Great. So were you the Campbell Soup kid? You kind of look familiar. No, I I'm not. kidding. That's how we got to start. That's how we got to start. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Really, it's been a pleasure having you. Absolutely. I'm glad we finally got to connect and we'll definitely yes. do this again, man. Really Thank awesome. you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. You got it, man. Stay safe out there. Be well. Okay, everybody. Likewise, well. stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> Six feet apart. Listen to the Entrepreneurial Web. Have a great weekend. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com.
Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 